Why then? Why did you lie to them and tell them that you'll finish this podcast before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out? Welcome to Got It Memorized, the Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. Might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name is Joe, I'm joined as always by Wheels. What's happening, Wheels? Did... Now... <laughs> Did we actually record an episode last week? Have we actually... <laughs> have we started... To t- have we talked about this game yet? I kind of feel like we have... I have no memory of... Rec- like, I remember watching last week's world i remember uh-huh. watching jammerstone i don't remember recording anything from it <laughs> uh i remember pretending to fall asleep in the middle of it and almost <laughs> oh, actually <that's... laughs> falling asleep in the middle of it so that's a good bit and it's very funny i also don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh i haven't edited it yet but it definitely happened <laughs> so if there are any uh so Sorry to break it to you, got it memorized fans. There aren't going to be many running jokes that were established <laughs> last week. I don't remember if there were any of those. Literally, the only thing I remember is that we took turns doing Yen Sid flashbacks. Yeah, there's only one if we cover everything that we have notes for today. Yeah. We got three worlds to cover. I am expecting groceries to be delivered in the next probably 45 minutes. So Good thing we're playing guys' grocery games. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so let's dive into this first world. It sucks. Never mind. Let's go to the second world. Yeah, the first one is... Uh, oh, speak, the... speak of the shopper. I just got a text that they're starting. So the timer's on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the fir- okay, the first world was, uh, the, 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 what's the fucking movie called? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, we're not really gonna spend any time there because they use a racial slur, like, a fucking lot. A lot. What's, although, I do want to say, Captain Phoebus is fun to say. It is fun to say, and his name is a Pokemon. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sora meets Quasimodo. I don't know, the... the... The dude who looks like a magistrate, the magistrate-looking fuck is what mean. Is Judge, Judge Frollo is his name. Yeah, Judge Frollo, yep. Yeah, he's mean, says some racist shit, picks on a literal child for dressing away. Phoebus tries to, I don't know, be a centrist about it until he's just fired. They save Esmeralda. Until he's radicalized. Uh-huh. Uh, saves Esmeralda, or, well, Quasimodo does. I think Sora goes in there and gets surprised by the talking gargoyles, which means he did not grow up watching the TV show Gargoyles. Is that Disney property? Mm, I feel like it aired on the Disney Channel. Hold up. Yeah, produced by Walt Disney yeah. Television. Yeah, Disney XD. Now, that's not a spinoff, is it? Is, are these, huh? is that not a spinoff of Notre Dame, is it? No, 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 no. Where's my Gargoyles world in Kingdom Hearts 3? Anyways, so Quasimodo goes to try and take Esmeralda back. Sora talks to the gargoyles some more. Man, none of this fucking matters. When's the scene with young Xehanort? Does Sora even see them, or is it just Riku? Sora um, just sees young Xehanort and says, What are you talking about, or something? That's all he says through this entire game is, What? <laughs> yeah, someone will come out of a portal. 
And and Sora will be like, what? You're not supposed to be here? And then they say some cryptic shit, and then they leave. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the whole game. All right, let's wrap it up. Kingdom Hearts 3, we're ready. There's this whole thing where uh, Sora tells Quasimodo he can't keep himself locked up in the clock tower, that he can't make his heart a prison, mm-hmm. uh, and then Quasimodo leaves, and young Xehanort comes out of a portal and says, Hypocrite, you are the one who has made your heart a prison. The store does not have the requested product, Kraft Singles American Cheese Slices. Damn. How are you? I mean, <laughs> I get send it all back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hold on. How? Okay. This is the, the episode now. I'm sorry. The, what fucking? <laughs> I, I don't like American cheese. I think it tastes gross. Sure. Um, however, how can you live in a universe where a store is out of it? I think it was a different count. I think it was like, they don't have the package that you wanted. Oh, I was like, yeah, sure. I don't care how much. I just need something to throw in my scrambled eggs. You just, you just need some of those s- milk solids. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sora, can, Sora responds to being called a hypocrite by young Xehanort, who just appeared, uh, by saying, You again? What are you talking about? Young Xehanort. Uh, with a sort of weird shadow figure of Vanitas next to him, says, uh, even if you are not the prisoner. He's sort of finishing his own sentence, so I guess I'll just read it out since there was a big... Uh, we, we took a detour to talk about craft singles for a bit. The full sentence is, Hypocrite, you are the one who has made your heart a prison, even if you are not the prisoner. Sora says, huh? And then young Xehanort walks out uh, of the portal. The keyhole appears, and Sora seals it. And then he says, my heart's a prison? (laughs) That one's not as cryptic because we do know there is a heart inside of Sora. Oh, we know. We know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but he doesn't. There are things young Xehanort say later that are cryptic to even me. And that's a bummer. Uh The Vanitas image is weird. Is is young Xehanort doing that, you think? Do you think that's just Sora or like it's responding to Ventus or some shit? My yeah, my guess would be that it's just Young Zayn or conjuring up that image. Unless Vanitas is why already yanked and with the squad, those words mean things. I but promise. But he's like he's like sh- he's like gooey. Yeah, he looks particularly n- not real in this yeah. in this shot. Yeah, so the plot of the movie happens. Quasimodo saves Esmeralda, and Frollo fucking dies like he deserves. And then it happens again, but with Riku. <laughs> yeah. And it makes it very clear that these cannot be concurrent stories and they are happening uh, yeah, so Yeah, I guess that cause... is sort of an important thing that's implied, that, like, when Sora and Riku go to these worlds, uh, as is kind of established in the Traverse Town one, like, mm-hmm. they're in alternate realities. Like, this kind of, like, a different version of the story kind of happens both yeah. times. This is the only world where I, there's, like, concrete evidence that we've done so far, because mm. um, we do see the sanctuary scene twice. Uh, whereas the the next two worlds are kind of like, I mean, they could if you wanted them to, which is weird, especially considering what Xehanort says on one of them, but it's still decidedly not true, so we'll deal with that. Riku does the thing. It's the same. He, he, there's different events. He does different events from the story of the movie, although his important scene happens at the end, so I don't know. Is there anything like particularly relevant that Riku says or interacts with and learns like, a lesson? 
Uh, they make him say the racial slur, which sucks. That does suck. I don't think Sora ever does, but Riku so does, either. unfortunately. But no, I don't think anything overarching plot important happens other than that, no. Oh, yeah. Riku talking about, I think, Frollo? It's like, he won't listen. Once you've fallen that far, there's almost no coming back. Yeah, he's like talking about being evil and shit. And then, yeah, he do, he sort of speaks from experience of like, yeah. trust me, I know when someone's the one like there's a point at which you're too evil. Mm-hmm. There's also a point in this story in which a uh, point at which um, after after Frollo uh, dies, he falls off the thing. He falls off that cathedral and he's yelling judgment is mine as he falls into a uh, fire. Yeah, the sword is still uh, sitting on the cathedral. Frollo's sword, and then Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, and young Xehanort walk out. What? Ansem's is... dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the amount of times they pull, <laughs> like, Ansem's not actually dead. At this point, it's just like, I just, like, it's not. <laughs> Ansem's not dead? Well, yeah, he's actually just a different Ansem. And the person... He's been not dead, like, seven times. Yeah, now it's, it's actually is a nobody named Zimnus, and now... It's just actually oh, the Ansem I, you originally knew is back. Oh, and also one of those times, it was just Riku who looked different. <laughs> that was remember weird. Remember when they did that? Remember? The, yeah, remember Kingdom Hearts 2? I feel like it's been years. Why the fuck did that happen? <laughs> actually, like, hold on. Actually, why did Riku look like Ansem for he a minute? Took I don't know, because he took his blindfold off. But <sighs> we... Let's let's save this talk for if we get through Prankster's Paradise. Eyes are the heart of the soul. Eyes, eyes are the what is it? Eyes are the gateway to the heart. The window anyway, to the brain. R- Riku says, "You're handsome. Why are you here?" Young Xehanort says, "Your best friend is never far." What does that mean? Uh, he's saying like, "Oh, you and Ansem are so connected. Like he's never sure. going to be that far away." Ansem says, "So sad. The cost of yielding to the darkness." Riku says, you could write a book about that. (laughs) But I embrace the darkness, and unless you learn to do the same, your story will end just like his. I'm referring to Frollo. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's gonna ask. I walk the road to dawn, says Riku. Young Xehanort says, still afraid of the dark, I see. And then they leave, and Riku... (laughs) Why do they keep coming here? Also, how... Through dark portals. Yeah, but I mean, like, the fact that Xehanort can, young Xehanort, can dip into either universe of either the dream that Sora's in or the dream that Riku's in. Houmst? It's made pretty clear in the other games that traveling through the dark portals provides much more flexible transportation than the, uh, Anything uh, else? the light side uh, traversal. Because it's um, convenient, narratively. Right, and I think, I think I buy that be- it's like, I think if I think if anyone could, young Xehanort knows what he's doing. It's like in the same way that in Kotor, you can only learn uh, Force Lightning if you're evil. Like that's the benefit you get if you're evil. If you're evil, you get to go wherever with your little portals. Sure. Uh, Riku alone says, "Wait, he thinks I'm afraid of the dark? No, not while I have the Keyblade. It will guide me to the light." And then he fights the boss, which hasn't happened yet. Uh, and then he wins. Yeah, notably, Sora and Riku always fight the same boss in each world. I don't know why that was notable. Better to kill it twice. Yeah, it makes super sure. I don't know, maybe it's like the thing haunting the dream is, like, consistent. Even if, um, hold on. 
The store does not have the requested product. Purina Friskies Classic Pate <laughs> Savory Shreds. God damn it. My cats need to eat. Somewhere. Somewhere there. How much is Somewhere the... there's someone driving a, driving a truck filled with craft singles and Friskies <laughs> cans. He's like, damn it, I'm behind schedule. <laughs> I mean, the weather is pretty Mouse bad up here. Batman's <laughs> counting on me. <laughs> Well, Batman, Batman's fine eating dry food, but you know Mouse is just so picky. God. She said there's a 40-pack. You saved uh, that fucker from a storm. Mouse does not have the karma to be picky. <laughs> oh, no. Mouse is lucky to be alive. Jesus. I'm not wrong. You were like the good Samaritan who <laughs> saved this kitten who, like, wasn't going to make it otherwise. Kittens should be happy. Oh, no. I just want to... Yeah, that's fine. I'm getting the bigger pack. Okay. Where were we? <laughs> he fights the boss and wins. Yeah. Okay. Riku beats the boss. And then there's a scene where Quasimodo is like, the real walls were the one I built around my heart, which is like super disingenuous to the abuse that he lived through. Anyways. Yeah. Esmeralda says, we all do that sometimes, and the, the only reason it's remotely relevant is because Riku has done that, which is also disingenuous to the literal abuse Riku has lived through. Mm -hmm. But he, he thinks about Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, and uh, he says, I know the road my heart walks, and then seals a keyhole. Anyways, we you did want, it. You want to get real sad? Oh, which one are we going to now? Tron? Uh, no, I wouldn't be sad about Tron. Oh, you're talking about the scene after. You're yeah. talking about the flash we flashback. Get, there's yep, some yep. flashbacks when you when you finish worlds with both people, I think is how it works. Sounds right. Anyways, let's talk about some friends sitting on a clock tower eating ice cream. It's Axel and Roxas. Mm-hmm. Roxas says, hey, Axel, you haven't forgotten. Hmm, what? You made us a promise. Yeah, I did. Is she in this scene? No. Okay. I thought she might have been there in quiet, but I think I'm thinking of a different scene. So Axel says I did. Axel says that you'd always be there to bring us back. Yeah. Got it memorized? Best friends forever. And then Roxas sort of disappears. And then we see another first person, I was going to say movie. I don't know why that cut scene. Sequence. Sequence in the computer room of Ansem the Wise and Radiant Garden. And it's Axel's voice. And he says, what happened to me? Where... Roxas? And he looks in the mirror and he says, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks around the room and he sees uh, and names Dylan, Alias, Evan, Yenzo. And then he looks at the mirror again. And they're all, they're all still unconscious, by the way. Uh, yeah. They're like getting up. Well, yeah. they're not unconscious. They're like slowly getting up. Yeah. Uh, he runs over to the mirror and like looks himself in the face closer and like his like tattoo on his face is gone. And he says, we're people again. But only the ones who join the organization are here. I guess Saiyanart doesn't count. But where are Brag and Isa? I guess it's Isa. I don't. I think I've been saying it wrong yeah, my he, whole life. Yeah, he says Isa, which mm. like I guess that's how you say it. Sure. I feel like I asked when we got to it, and I still said it wrong. Anyway, maybe Riku drops into the grid. Nothing fucking happens <laughs> ever in the grid. Do we just want to make the call and just say we don't go over the Disney World plots in this game? Because... I mean, I, probably about as much as we just did the last one. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. There's no, like, big boy plot stuff in the grid for Riku. It's kind of just him interacting with um, 
full and seeing what I presume is the end of the movie. It's Tron Legacy yeah. is the thing that they did in this one. Yeah, it's Tron Legacy, and there's some implications, I think, from the Sora side that this is... It, one, it's a sleeping world, and that's confusing because it should hypothetically take place after Space Paranoids, right? Also but, because it's a computer. <laughs> yes, and... Uh, again, what, what we'll learn from Sora's side is this world shouldn't have dreams or memories, uh, but it do. I don't know, unless they're like, well, that still doesn't make sense. I was going to say, Regardless. Like, yeah, no, th- this is the one where I get confused. What we find out is that, uh, well, we kind of already knew this, actually. In Kingdom Hearts 2, Tron tells us that the spares, spares, that the space paranoids in that game are actually a copy of the original NCOM system um, that Ansem made, or rather that, I guess, that Xehanort made. Uh, or no, Ansem, the wise, made. Yes. Uh, he copied over the NCOM program, uh, which included a copy of Tron, and used it to run Hollow Bastion. This one that we go to is the sleeping world of the original program. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, it's the one that uh, Jeff Bridges falls into in the movie. And so in Tron Legacy, it's it's after that, and he's old, and he's been in the computer. What year did Legacy come out? Because it definitely came out after... I was going to say Guitar Hero 2. I was in high school. I'm going to guess 2010. I I almost said it came out after Guitar Hero 2, which I guess is also true. But Kingdom Hearts true. I just... You know, so many things in my life are letter H2. Anyways. Oh, wild. Or just huh. letter H number. Ooh, nailed it. 2010. Ooh. Hell yeah. So, I guess that's a way that they... It's not even a movie I've seen. <laughs> Neither have I. Did have the soundtrack, though. Yeah, everyone had the soundtrack. Of course. I was, I was going to say, probably the most pirated piece of music ever, but actually, Random Access Memories by Daft Punk had that acclaim for a while. Also the, oh, really? Also huh. The Throne by Kanye West and Jay-Z. But... It, the way that they made this like thing that happens after, way after Tron, a sleeping world in 2013, was to just add in that little detail of it was based on it in Space Paranoids, and the real world has continued to have its plot, whatever, and now it's asleep or whatever. So it's it's dumb, but within reason, I guess. No, I I actually kind of like it that because mm-hmm. then like Sora kind of interacts with it and he doesn't get why the Tron is different in this one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the misadventures it causes. Yeah, there's payoff. Not for Riku though. Riku drops in. He gets immediately captured. He ends up hanging out with uh, Jeff Bridges' fictional son, Sam. Sam. Uh, he gets on a light cycle because uh, young CGI Jeff Bridges has him held captive. Young CGI Jeff Bridges is a computer program called Clue, who's the villain, whereas old, like, real-life age Jeff Bridges is the actual man who's trapped here. Riku gets on a light cycle because Clue tells him he has to because he's, you know, a prisoner. Mm -hmm. He escapes in the light cycle. He and Sam go back to get uh, old Jeff Bridges, real Jeff Bridges, and a sentient computer program named Quora. They do. Yeah. They the, confront the, Clue, and Jeff Bridges sacrifices himself so that they can leave. Yeah, there's a scene where... And then they do. Sam is like, wait here, kill some time. And Riku does it, and then Riku like goes somewhere and sees him leaving with Korra and old Jeff Bridges. And it's like, did you just forget about Riku? <laughs> yeah, that scene is very awkward. Yeah, and... 
yeah, Jeff Bridges was like, uh, uh, come with us. You're with us now. Like that, I knew all about this. Like this is our first interaction. Sam told me everything. <laughs> it's a lot. Anyways, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, he locks a keyhole again. Uh, he fights a boss there too. Mm-hmm. And Clue dies. Well, Clue gets absorbed into it's Jeff Bridges, so and then they explode. With... But he's still alive. Yeah, there's like if if you're invested in the the plot of Tron Legacy, then like it seems like it kind of tries to capture it like there's some there's a flashback scene that's just an interaction between sam and uh flynn like yeah it's like kevin i guess uh, his dad that is i don't know i think it's it's well it done succeeds at, at being emotionally impactful i'm sure it's just dialogue taken from the film mm-hmm. but it's like oh this is the first this is like one of the few times where just disney world characters in kingdom hearts interacting with each other made me feel a thing because mm-hmm. it's normally such a watered down version of those stories that it's hard to really feel anything for the characters yeah i don't know but i did here yeah it's it's good there's a scene on the solar sailor after jeff bridges spends a long time explaining what isos are riku sort of walks off on his own comparing uh jeff bridges's mistakes that he is lament I, we, what's his flynn is that his actual name kevin flynn kevin flynn he talks about how he messed up because he was chasing perfection and it was all he was focused on. And Riku walks off and is like, just like Xehanort, his single-minded thirst for answers created Ansem. We all have a little of that curiosity in us, though if we're not careful, any one of us could create an Ansem. And then we'd have like 13 Ansems just sitting around. <laughs> that would just be silly. That would just be bizarre. <laughs> Don't get ridiculous. <laughs> that the line, any one of us could create an Ansem, is so fucking funny out of context. <laughs> yeah, that's <sighs> it. Yeah, I can't think of anything else like super... Plot, plot relevant and and Riku's grid. So let's go to Sora's grid. Yeah, he goes there, mm-hmm. and he immediately knows where he is. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I know these clothes. I'm in, I'm in uh, space paranoids. I'm gonna hang out with Tron. Yay! Mm-hmm. And he sees a big ship, and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? And we get the title card. And then he, uh, unlike Riku, Riku immediately plays along, but mm-hmm. um, Sora's like, fuck that, and fights them. Yep, and he ends up uh. He's fighting off one of the guards who seems to have a little more on the ball. Uh, and as he's doing it, we see that uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, Sam and uh, Cora are watching along. That's Cora with a Q, not with a K. It's not the it's not the Avatar sequel. Um, they noted they realize that the guard that he's fighting is actually what's left of Tron, who has now been renamed. What, Rinzel? Is that what it was? You know, I forgot. <laughs> Hold up, I'm gonna gotta figure it out, because if it's Rinzel, that's it's, very it's, funny. It's Rinsler. It is in your notes. Okay, Rinsler. Because okay. even though we're barely talking about it, you have such detailed notes of all the text, or all the speaking in this game. I do my job. Rinsler. I was Trent Rinsler did the soundtrack. <laughs> um. <laughs> and Atticus Tron. Um, so yeah, they... Uh, uh, it's not even the right band. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Tron was changed by Clue into being Rinsler, which is just I don't know, bad Tron. And... I wish it was. I wish it was Tron rearranged with an X in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. So they split off. Korra and Sora. Woo, go to uh, try to save Tron from being Rinsler, mm-hmm. and then Sam and uh, Flynn go to uh, leave. <laughs> we don't see them again. No. I mean, yeah, they get up there. 
his source code isn't there, Rensler shows up and attacks, and Sora's like, I'll just talk to him, and Korra's like, that's not how any of this works. He is a computer program. Unsurprisingly, Sora fails to 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 reach. Also, like, even if he did, this Tron... It ain't the same Tron. <laughs> it's so not the same Tron. Sora, I think, just forgets that he's in Sleeping Worlds. Or he's just it, so he convinced. He kind of remembers it in, uh, it takes him till, um... Prankster's Paradise. Right. So he, he does that, it doesn't work. Uh, Korra gets, like, knocked out and captured. We see a scene of Clue getting, well, that was earlier. Clue knows there's a Keyblade, it don't matter. Anyways, after Sora's like, Tron, why? Uh, young Xehanort decides to pop in. And, uh, yeah, because, like, Tron and Korra end up fighting outside of, like, a blast door that Sora gets locked behind. And mm -hmm. this is where young Xehanort appears when Sora's alone. Yeah. And young Xehanort says, that's what we do. Put our most precious memories in the back of our minds where they're safe. Or in your case, the most precious hearts? Not you again. And then Xemnas shows up and says, the memory and heart are tightly linked. Xemnas. Notably, I don't know if it's written this way so you can do the world in any order, but later, the, ne the next time he sees Zimnus, he's like, that's impossible! But this time it's <laughs> yeah, just you're clearly Zimnus. supposed to play Prankster's Paradise first. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Zimnus says, rub a few memories together and you get a spark of emotion, a feeling. That's such a weird sentence, I kind of love it though. Yeah, coming from Z Zimnus, it's also very strange. Um, a feeling. But in a digital world, memory does not work like that. Nothing is ever felt. You can hold a thousand, a million times the information, but still, but there is still no heart with which to parse it. Once, my master Ansem found an old system and made a copy of its master control program and used it to serve his own ends. This is the original data of that system. Here, data can be copied. And he makes a bunch of Soras, and they T-pose around him to assert their dominance. That, that's not <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, they're like holograms, I guess. Yeah. They don't T-pose. I wish they did. That'd be very funny. Zimnus continues, Memory can be changed and easily manipulated. Tron is a digital entity, so why would he be any different? He obeys the rules of this world. Sora, what about you? Me? <laughs> your heart, memories, your data, and your dreams. Which is funny, because I feel like that is just listing off different Kingdom Hearts titles at that point. <laughs> yeah, you got one, you got chain yeah, of memories, you got like recoded, <laughs> you got this one, the bits and bytes that have made up your life so far. He's it like, Data Riku, does this mean anything? <laughs> data Sora. <laughs> Memory Sora. Memory of Data Sora. <laughs> I have something about a replica written down here. <laughs> How many characters are in this game? Does Shion count? Does she own count anybody? <laughs> there's, there's, there's something on my list that says Zion. <laughs> I, I think that there's some sort of smudge. I, that, that, that seems fake. I have no recollection of this. <laughs> he says, uh, can you say for sure they are not copies of someone else's? Talking about the, the heart, memories, data, etc. Yes, my memories and feelings belong to me. You'd better check. Make sure the box's contents match the label. Since you have been chosen. And he leaves. Oh, that's such a good line, too. Why did they suddenly make Xemnas so fucking cool? <laughs> I think Xemnas was always cool. Yeah, he was just only in, like, two scenes is uh -huh. the thing. Damn, yeah. Xemnas. Damn, Xemnas back at it again <laughs> with the monologues. Uh, Xemnas leaves through a dark portal. Sora says, chosen for what? 
young Xehanort is still there and says, You think this is the realm of dreams, but you are mistaken. Data does not dream. Cannot dream. This world is real. You haven't the slightest idea where you are. That you have already wandered off the path. What do you mean? And he leaves. Um, he's... I mean, he's right that Data shouldn't be able to dream, but, like, if this is real, why is this the only one that's real? And what does that matter? I haven't finished this game. As you know, this is, like, Mm -hmm. the game that I only read a summary of, and I also don't remember how it ends. I have bits Uh, and pieces of it, but, like, that doesn't, like, this detail don't line up with shit that I know. It seemed, to me, not remembering much about what comes later, from the little that I've read, it seems like it's setting up a thing that'll happen. But I don't know. Yeah, but like, Blech. so maybe this one was supposed to be third? Because like, Prankster's Paradise, decidedly a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might have been intended to be the third one. Um, mm-hmm. And it'd be a little bit different. But the next two worlds, I'm pretty sure, are also dreams. Easily. But, um, hmm. uh-huh. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with it. Someone will probably add us. Anyways, Sora just kind of wakes up in this coliseum it's so weird they just cut and he's somewhere else and he Did doesn't I miss know. a scene no he doesn't know either because it's like what in the world and he's in some sort of coliseum uh he ends up having to fight rinsler yeah it. it's um, funny that he's combatant 13 it's a nice detail oh i didn't even think about that um clue is there he wants the keyblade he's like i'll give you the keyblade or sorry he's like if you give me the keyblade i'll turn rinsler back into tron and sora's like but this is mine. <laughs> what he actually says is, the Keyblade, I can't. This is what lights the darkness. A chance to make everyone happy. If Sora was smart, uh, he would have just done it, and then when he got Tron back, it comes back to his fucking hand. It just comes back hand. to his hand, yeah. But whatever. Anyway. Anyways, uh, he fights he Rinsler. Fights, yeah, he fights Rinsler. Bora floats over in a ship. She apparently escaped. She like was riding on a ship and yells down like, Hey, if you beat him up with the Keyblade, because the Keyblade's special, it'll unlock his good, good, side. good side or some shit. So he beats him up for good. Uh-huh, and it seems to, like, kind of work, because he reaches up his hand. This is the most contrived it's, bullshit. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty bad, yeah. So Clue throws one of the weapon discs at Sora, mm-hmm. and this is right after Sora has, like, supposedly unlocked the good side and turned Rinsler back into Tron. Tron, like... Tron shouldn't puts... remember Sora, but he definitely yeah. was still good before he was turned right. to Rinsler. So, like, it tracks. He puts his, like, arm up to, like, take... He takes the bullet mm-hmm. instead of Sora, and then it, like, goes... The Your disc majesty! goes flying off. <laughs> uh, Tron like falls to his knees then the disc ricochets like seven <laughs> times and then lands exactly where Tron is kneeling and it cuts a hole where he's sitting and he falls to his death <laughs> oh I love laughing at the and defeat so of like, Tron oh no yeah Sora reaches out and Tron reaches or Rinsler reaches but they don't he just falls and Clue is like well shit now I gotta go get this kid and he leaves to go get Rinsler, and Sora's just like, fuck, my friend is dead. And then he locks a keyhole and he leaves. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it. I th- doesn't Korra, like, say something? I mean, there's a boss in there somewhere. Uh, I thought he just was the boss. I don't know. Um, bef- Maybe you're before, right. No, I yeah. think he, 
He because he tells he the boss at some point. He but. tells Cora that he's like he reached for my hand, and Cora's like you are, have a special power. And Sora, when he's after he's alone, says, "What if my memories aren't my own? No, I gotta be like Tron. Maybe we're walking. Well, I don't know what that means. Maybe we're walking. The store does not have the requested product. My assorted bone and pork pork chops. God damn it! Wow, where it went." Hey, it was Meyer, a, it was a good sale. Get your shit together. It was a good sale, so I'm not surprised that it's gone now. Um, yeah. okay. So what is someone just like standing there with like seventy percent of your groceries? Like, I guess so. I don't know. Um, I didn't. I was in the middle of a sentence. Sora says, "Maybe we're walking. Maybe we're walking the wrong path, but our hearts will lead us back to the truth." Sure. <laughs> that sounds like some rationalization. They just apologize. It's not their fucking fault that Meyer's out of pork chops. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways. I thought we were talking about the game. <laughs> and then you said Meyer's out of pork chops. Uh, let's, let's check on our favorite character, Lee, who you started writing Lee instead of Axel at this point. Um, in case because you when I wrote it before, I didn't know what I was seeing, and I started the scene mm-hmm. saying Axel. But he is Lee now. He is Lee. You know, take the X out, rearrange it. He's in the castle, and he says, where are they? I've turned this castle upside down. And he walks into a room to see Ienzo and Alias organizing the, like, office of Ansem the Wise. There's, like, books out just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Lee says to them, hey, are the other two still out cold? Alias replies, Dylan and e- so I was about to say even. Dylan and Evan are conscious again, but still unstable. They're resting inside. Gotcha. Well, I guess I'll give the castle grounds a sweep. Don't. If they were back... <laughs> don't. I hate them. <laughs> if they were back, we'd have found them by now. So do you think they were blasted off to some other world, or what? Ienza says, I highly doubt it. When someone who's lost their heart is recompleted, they should return to the place where it happened. And if that world is unavailable for them for whatever reason, a refuge is made for them in the realm between. A world called Traverse Town. They would be sent there, or perhaps... And he's, like, walking over to the portrait of Xehanort and the writing on the wall that says Door to Darkness or whatever. And Lee says, no, look, okay. The fact is, we're here. We've been recompleted, right? So they should be here, too. Plain and simple. I agree. It is strange. What a drag. Could they not have been recompleted at all? Well, you see... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> forget it. You know what? I'll bring them back myself. How, exactly? And he's, like, looking at the door to darkness formula or whatever, login code, and it zooms in on the DTD, and he's like, why do I always get stuck with the icky jobs? And then, um, that's the end of that. Let's, let's knock out Prankster's Paradise real quick. Sora goes there. He sees Jiminy Cricket. It's a carnival. Jiminy doesn't remember him because it's not the real Jiminy. It's a dream of Jiminy. Wow. They make it clear in a... F- flashback in a yen sid flat do you should we read the yen sid flashback um i'll read it it's not that long sure read it as in if the, as if we were watching it on two times speed <laughs> in the sleeping worlds real time does not flow unless one restores the world by waking it from its slumber it will stay locked in a dream forever thus you may encounter familiar faces but they are just figments of the dream in actuality they are sound asleep trapped within a world that is already also sleeping what's more while someone may no longer dwell in the real version of a world, dreams may paint a fuller picture and restore what seems to be missing. That was super impressive. The important part is Thanks. that if someone isn't in a world, like left a world, and then the world went to sleep, the, the dream will 
fill, fill in, in the, the gaps. gaps. Yeah. So Jiminy. Whoa. We said the same thing. <laughs> so um. So so this the world's dream is just like Pinocchio or poke everybody. Everyone that we see is not supposed to be here for real. Uh, because they left. But we're seeing them in the dream. Because the dream is like, well, there's supposed to be a Pinocchio and a Jiminy in this world, and so Geppetto. I'm gonna dream one up. And Monstro. Yeah. Uh, and so it does. Jiminy does. So as a result, Jiminy doesn't recognize Sora. Sora puts two and two together. Um, Jiminy's looking for Pinocchio. They go looking for Pinocchio. They find some dream eaters it's, who are pretending to be Pinocchio. It's established but then they find Pinocchio. in another flashback that someone in a black coat told Pinocchio to play a trick on Sora. That doesn't go anywhere because he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sora does go to a bunch of like clearly palette swapped Pinocchios, but he doesn't. Uh, maybe he's colorblind because he walks up to purple Pinocchio and he's like, what? Why'd you run away from me? And it turns into a dream eater <laughs> and he's surprised every fucking time. Yeah. Such a gullible kid. Um, but eventually they fi- find the real Pinocchio. And I don't um, know. He has like donkey ears. What even happens? I can't remember. Um, he has donkey ears. Oh, yeah. Uh, he- <laughs> I'm already half donkey. <laughs> oh, it was worth it. I was waiting. <laughs> and it was worth it. The store does not have the requested product. Nonstick cooking spray. God, they got anything over there? I guess not. So is this like a third party application or is this Meyer's Um it's a third party own jam. And are you ordering from Meyer? Yes. I I, I went okay. through a third party and they are going to a Meyer. My options include Meyer or Target, which I don't need groceries from Target. I'm right. Okay, good. Jesus Christ. I of course like I have like a million texts about it when I'm recording a podcast. I'm grateful. At least it slows it down enough that we'll probably be able to finish <laughs> the episode. Uh what does happen? Yeah. So they save him from some dream eaters. We get a flashback that establishes the whole nose growy thing. Uh, it's also the same flashback where we realize that he uh, saw someone in a black co- coat, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a dream eater boss that Sora fights, and Pinocchio and Jiminy run off. When Sora goes back to meet up with them, he instead finds the blue fairy, and she tells him, Hey, I just told Jiminy and Pinocchio that Geppetto got swallowed up by Monstro. They went off to save him. Sora's like, well, I better go off there, too. So he goes. And, uh, <laughs> they do it. Yeah. <laughs> Pinocchio and Jiminy get swallowed up. Actually, I said before he defeats a Dream Eater boss. It was just a lot of Dream Eaters. Mm-hmm. This time, when he's underwater about to get swallowed by Monstro, an actual Dream Eater boss did comes. We, did we talk about the Zimna scene? Oh, did that already happen? It happens when we find Donkey Boy. Oh, okay. We we can do it. Um, yeah, it's in like the trampoline room. Young Zaynort comes out with Zimnus, and Sora says, "You again?" To Young Zaynort, and then to Zimnus. Zimnus, this is impossible. You were just in the other world. <laughs> Zimnus says, "My my, a hollow puppet that's managed to grow a heart. Just imagine that." Pinocchio isn't anything like you, nobodies. There's not even an X in his name. <clears throat> but if Pinocchio could be given one. Shouldn't you be able to have an a heart? Axe, that is. Yeah. If <laughs> then he would be one of you. Shouldn't you be able to have a heart inside you too? Maybe so. However, do not forget that you yourself are not so very different from us. What? Then they both leave. What? Sora says, "How am I anything like a nobody? That doesn't make any sense." I agree. It, yeah. <laughs> I guess because he's storing hearts <laughs> that shouldn't be in him. I don't know. But yeah, that's where he talks to the Blue Fairy, learns that all that shit happened, and goes to Monstro, and 
Jiminy, yeah, Jiminy and Pinocchio get gobbled up, and Sora puts a big bubble around Monstro and rides him into the sunset. <laughs> There's a boss fight in there too while he's on the Monstro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the justification for it, <laughs> but it still happens. Sure, it does. <laughs> Oh, reality shifts. It's so weird. It's it's the funniest part of... I've seen speedrun of this game. It's also the funniest part of that, because it's just, I can't make this go any faster. I just have to bounce on Monstro <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the other funny part is um just how much they use fucking Balloon Rat. It's just balloons everywhere. Anyways, we did it. Seals the keyhole, right? Uh, Yeah, he says... Before he seals the keyhole, he says, I get it now. After this... Pinocchio and Jiminy's world gets dragged into darkness, and they end up cast in the sea between worlds along with Monstro. And then they wake up in Traverse Town and the belly of the whale. That's when we meet for real. It's like Master Yen Sid said, I'm in the dream that Pinocchio's world is dreaming, and that world will never be right again until it wakes from sleep. The keyhole appears, he seals it. Mm -hmm. This is the most insightful Sora has ever been ever. in his entire ever. life. It'll, I don't know. It might happen again later in this game. There's, like, this game, Sora, I think, by necessity, says important things. Because mm -hmm. someone's got to. There's so much lore just explained in this game. But real quick, Riku go, also goes to Prankster's Paradise. But it's he doesn't start at the beginning of the dream. He starts in Monstro, kind of where Sora left off. Um, mm -hmm. may maybe there is something to what Xehanort is saying. Maybe we'll find out when we return to Traverse Town next week. Because we don't fucking know. Uh, we're not figuring this shit out before Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> he gets there and Geppetto is just sort of lamenting to himself. And says, what does Geppetto sound like? No, it's like, oh, I'm Geppetto. Son, where's my kid? <laughs> Son, where have you run off to? Oh, that's so good. I Riki won't do said, it again. We don't have to do all this, right? No, no, we don't have time. But um, yeah, he's looking for Pinocchio. And Riku recognizes him. This is all familiar. Because it's basically the plot of, of Kingdom Hearts 1 Monstro. Yeah, Riku realizes, like, okay, Geppetto doesn't remember me, so there must be something. And Jiminy doesn't remember me, so there must be something going on. He sort of just plays along. And I'll, I guess he remembers what Sora remembers, but we don't necessarily see that flashback. Or maybe we do if we had played Riku's story first, probably. But Jiminy says that Pinocchio ran off with someone who was in a black coat. So Riku goes to Riku and Jiminy go to look for Pinocchio. They find him being led by a cloaked figure. Who's in that black cloak? Uh, the figure lets Pinocchio go, and then uh, he takes off his hood, and it's young Riku. It's Riku, like Kingdom Hearts one age Riku. Mm -hmm. And Riku and Riku says me. <laughs> oh man, which Riku is it? There... The implication <laughs> seems to be that it's Repliku, because immediately after. We get the, like, sometimes you just well, get, like, reminders of what happened in old games when things happen that are yeah. sort of related to them. And after you meet yeah. this Riku, we get Chain of Memories. So, however, could be data, Riku. He said, Riku says, that was my dark side. I gave, into dark, I gave into the darkness once, and ever since it's chased me around in one form or another. Mm -hmm. The Seeker of Darkness who stole my body, a puppet replica of the shadows within my heart. Some weird and now program. I'm facing me. Yeah. So he 
makes the implication that he at, he at least senses this person is different than Replicu. He could be wrong, mm-hmm. but he makes the implication that this is a different person. Yeah, but whomst? That he at least he thinks that. So all right, so let's let's take a second because I don't think anything else happens that important in this world. Do you think what what do you think is more likely that Ansem Seeker of Darkness can look like Riku or that there are two different Ansem Seeker of Darknesses in the organization from before and after he takes the the tall look? Or option 3 it is just Rapunzel. Option 4 Data Riku. This seems unlikely. I I will Riku die on good. the hill that Data Riku ends up in Kingdom Hearts 3. I mean, I wouldn't be a ast- I mean, I would be surprised not astonished. <laughs> But also, the whole thing was that Data Riku was good. Yeah, um, but they put bugs in him, and he <laughs> stopped being it. good. <laughs> We're a sandwich. <laughs> okay, so out of those options, my guess. Okay, here's my re- here's the real answer. In my opinion, mm-hmm. my guess is that when they wrote this, they didn't know this game. They intended it to be. Riku from the time at which he was bad. Uh yeah, possessed by Ansem Seeker of Darkness. Which is still But now weird given the some of the things that are said in the trailer. From, it's still weird to pull two Ansems from one in my opinion. Yeah. So I they could I mean who knows what the intent was based on Riku's line here. But what I'm saying is I think now given some of the stuff we've seen in Kingdom Hearts 3 trailers, maybe it's Replicu. I don't know. Mhm. Ugh. Data Riku. That's where I'm holding up for Data Riku. I want to... God. <laughs> let's fight Jiminy's journal. So, yeah, so that happens. They continue through Monstro, fight a big boss, and it gets Pinocchio back to his, his lovely dad. And Riku says to himself, I thought I was only sent into the past on Destiny Islands. So why does it seem like time was rewound in this world, too? Maybe it's like Master Yin said said. The world was freed from darkness, but has yet to wake from it. It's trapped in a never-ending dream. Keyhole, and he locks it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to fit in this last cutscene? Yeah, why not? Cool. Let's cut to Yin Set's tower. Donald says, uh, he says, gee, I hope Sora is okay. I translated it. Goofy says, he'll be just fine as long as Rico's with him. Oh, he's not. He's not with him. Mickey says, you don't think? No, Master Yin Sid. He's saying that, and yeah. now we see why he's saying that, because Goofy says, it's a raven, and a raven flies in carrying a tiara and a scroll. <laughs> and uh, Yin Sid says, that raven is Maleficent. I love that we get a canon answer as to whether or not it's a raven or a crow, which was a question earlier in this <laughs> podcast. Because <laughs> we don't know shit. Uh, which member of the Corvid family? <laughs> uh, Donald says, what's it got? It's a tear and a note. Mickey says, uh, looks at the tiara and says, why, that's Minnie's. Gosh, what's it say? He reads it and he says, it's from Maleficent. She's kidnapped Minnie. Donald and Goofy say in tandem, she took Queen Minnie. The letter says for me to return to Disney Castle or else. Yin said, says, Mickey, there is no time to waste. Okay, I'll go. Everyone else stay here. (laughs) Donald and Goofy again in tandem say, King Mickey, we're going with you. Gosh. I guess you're right, pals. We friends need to stick together. Master Yen Sid, we'll be back. They leave in a gummy ship, and Yen Sid alone says, The timing is too perfect, too calculated. We need more Prague up in this. <laughs> Maleficent must sense a change in the forces of darkness. A change like Xehanort. And that's it. That's all we got in us today. I think we made some good headway. We did. We're going to be done with this game. And like... Uh, 
I don't know, probably still longer than I want to. <laughs> yeah. Because we uh, got point two after this, and then... I think we'll probably be done airing this world this month. Then we do, like, point two in an episode. Maybe talk about Unchained. in an episode, and then we're good. Unchained might not be done updating, but we'll talk about what we can. And then and I, I think yeah. interspersing it with three with what we need to will probably be fine. Yeah, I like that idea. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. Like, when it comes up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's it. My my shopper said see you soon, which is kind of weird, but I'm waiting <laughs> on that. Wheels, where are you on the internet? <laughs> Twitter.com slash the Travis W and a podcast called Very Random Encounters, where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. And um I got so many podcasts. Let me plug Bed Bath and Bionicle. I might have other unannounced shows that launch by the time this episode is in the feed, but Bed Bath & Bionicle is a show where Riley wakes me up and um, talks to me about Bionicle while I fall back asleep or struggle to start my day. Uh, the, recent, the most recent episode we've recorded, I did fall back asleep, and there is audible snoring on it. Oh, so good. I love when that happens. Riley, um, Riley recut the episode into like an NPR special. It's so fucking funny. Please listen. Oh, that's so funny. Please listen to Bed Bath & Bionicle. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at MemorizeCast. We retweet Kingdom Hearts fan art and memes and junk and occasionally tweet about episodes of the show. Um, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash MemorizeCast, and that'll also get you early episodes and uh, super early episodes and maybe some other stuff um, for our actual play, Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play show called Interstitials. Our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. Probably all there is to our Discord server. You can find a link to our Discord server in the show notes. And uh, hang out with us and other listeners and talk about shit. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Then take us home, Wheels. Those were... Ooh, what do they call the... I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Punchback. Uh, the City of Clocks <laughs> in French. Uh, Prankster's Paradise. And the grid. In, yeah, not in that order, but whatever. It's fine. I, I'll, I'll drag you for it again. <laughs> you always care about the goddamn <laughs> order I... when you can play them in any order. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't know. It just, it just messes with what my expectations were. It's fine. It's sure. fine. Got, Got it. it. Memorized. We were together. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. 
How gay does it make us feel? Usually a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. 